is actually from Joshua. And the scripture reminds us today from the, the uh, introit that we had. It's Joshua and the battle of Jericho. So it comes from Joshua 6. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 5, 15 through 21, and then 24 through 25. Now Jericho was shut up from within and from without because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. And on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests blowing the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. And on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that was within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. And only Rahab the harlot and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers that we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all silver, gold, and vessels of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. And as soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people raised a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, and every man straight before him, and they took the city. Then they utterly destroyed all the city both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep and asses, and the edge of the sword. And they burned the city with fire and all within it. Only silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But, uh, but Rahab the harlot and her father's household and all who belonged to her Joshua saved alive, and she dwelt in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers with whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho.
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today for this message of Jericho. I thank you today that we are able to hear your voice in spite of my own. And I thank you today that we can glean from you what it means to be faithful, what it means to be faithful to you and you to us. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Jericho. Jericho is this city that's outside of the, the Dead Sea. It is hot there for almost all the year. In fact, it's hot because it's below sea level. It's about 500 feet below sea level. And in fact, today, I believe it's supposed to be around 90 degrees. Now, this portion of where the Israelites were coming into this promised land, they were crossing over the, the Jordan River. They were crossing, going around the, the, the Dead Sea, and, and they came in. And this city had walls, great walls around them, stone walls. Today, there are no walls. The city was completely leveled, and it's funny when I think of Jericho today, it it is uh, a place that's very dry, the roads aren't very wide, and there aren't that many houses. I would imagine it's difficult to live there because your water would have to come from the Jordan River, and by the time the Jordan River gets to that part of the world, the Jordan River isn't any wider than these pews on one side, or maybe if you were lucky in some parts, put both the pews together. And that's how wide the river is. And in fact, the river at that point, well, it's about the same color as the pews too. It it isn't very clean, if you will. And so these people that were getting ready to be destroyed, they had shut up all the walls. Now, if you've ever thought about kings and queens and their castles and their moats that they had around things, there was no moat around Jericho, just walls and gates. And any time that there would be foreign invaders, they would make sure that the gates were sealed. But Joshua had sent some spies out to kind of check some things out and make sure things were ready for, for the, the attack. But God was very specific on how everything was going to take place. Now, the only person that the spies had found that were willing to work with them was Rahab. Now, Rahab, as it said in in the scripture, she was a harlot, um, a prostitute, if you will. But she kept the entire family going with what she earned in her wages. And you would say, why would God use a woman like that? Well, because, I don't know about you, but there's no top 10 rating scale in the Bible for the most horrible of sins that you can do. They're all kind of almost on an even plane. So if you look at yourself in a mirror and 
you would realize that you're a sinner too. Just like every time I see myself in a mirror, I realize I'm a sinner. And it's funny how God can use us sinners, right? He can use us for so many things, but it's funny to protect ourselves so people aren't picking at us or pointing fingers at us or tearing our, us down. We ourselves put up walls. I know I put up quite a few walls over my lifetime too, just to protect myself. I, I, I could be very, very sure-footed, if you will. I can be very, very steady in a crisis, probably because I've lived through quite a few of them in my own personal life. You see, life isn't always pretty, and probably some of the strongest people out here are the ones that have probably had to put up walls at some time in their lives. Well, Jericho has walls around it, and God plans on tearing those walls down. Well, he talks to Joshua and tells Joshua how everything's going to take place. That they're going to march around the walls of Jericho once a day for six days. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever heard kids going down a hallway in a, in a school? Sounds like a herd of elephants most of the time going down. Depends on how big those elephants are. You know, the little ones have little pitter-patter feet. But as they get bigger, if you ever heard in the high school when a bell changes and everybody heads out into a hallway, there's a lot of people. If you've been to a hockey game, you can hear the people walking around or, or any type of a big event. So imagine people making a big circle around the wall. It's not a quiet thing. And the people within the walls can hear this. Now they can't see out, and so their imaginations run away with them. Do you ever have times like that in your life that you really can't see what's coming next? That you're not sure what's coming next. To, maybe, maybe you got a, a, a diagnosis that, that starts with the big C, you know, you know, like cancer. And you can imagine all the things that have gone, can go wrong. And then the doctor comes up with a plan. And many times we are so fortunate to live in this time, in this day and age, where we know people who have overcome cancer, Right? And sometimes you might even think, oh my, how did I even get through that? Maybe you, you've been through a horrible divorce and you wonder in your mind, oh my, how am I going to make it to tomorrow? Maybe you've lost your job and you wonder, oh, where am I going to get enough food to put on the table? Where's my next meal going to come from? You know, there's all kinds of things that start building up walls in our life, right? And these walls, they sometimes get in the way, and they even block what we think blocks out the Lord, right? Where, where we think maybe we can hold ourselves back from God. Maybe, maybe we even think we've done something so awful that we cannot be in the presence of the Lord anymore, right? 
Well, the Israelites are obedient. And they march around those walls. And on the seventh day, they march around those walls seven times. And when Joshua says, shout, they all start shouting. And the trumpets are blasting. And the, sh the shafar, their horn, their ram's horn, they're blowing. And can you imagine the sound of the walls come tumbling down? Imagine the destruction. Imagine the awe in the Israelites' eyes, but knowing they still have a mission to carry out because God has been faithful to them throughout all of history. And remember, history at this point was getting, following Abraham through through the, the wilderness to set up a new camp. And then Isaac, and then Jacob, and then following Moses out of Egypt, and wandering for 40 years, and they got over the whiny the, and the cryies that they had. And they decided that it was time to be faithful to God, and yes, they are being faithful to God, and the walls came tumbling down. And they take care of business. And they honor and glorify God. They thank God. And Rahab gets to live the rest of her days for being faithful to God with the Israelites. Not only that, but she becomes the grandmother. Several greats. But she's still the grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Now talk about turning somebody's life around and having plans that she had no idea that she was going to be used for at some point in history. Friends, we have been created for a time such as this. And yes, we still put up walls, all kinds of walls. And Lord knows during COVID, the the prime of the pandemic, our houses became the walls, right? And we held each other at a distance. And now we're back together again. And we have so much to give thanks for. And I realize that there are still people that are going through some turmoil in their lives. But I tell you this, God never promised that there would not be destruction in life. But God promised to be with us as the walls come tumbling down. And as for each of us being sinful beings, well, he did something even more amazing. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world because God loved us so so much that he was willing to save us to justify us to sanctify us to give us grace because he loved us not to condemn the world but to save the world through him 
Friends, I ask you today, what walls are holding you back today? What walls are holding you from the love and the grace of Jesus Christ? And it's not God-made walls. It's not Jesus-made walls. It's not Holy Spirit-made walls. It is human-made walls that hold us back. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit he is chiseling away at those walls, getting into that mortar that's holding those, those bricks together. Little by little, the chinking is coming away. Little by little, the walls can come tumbling down if we throw ourselves on the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those walls can come tumbling down. Thanks be to God, those walls can come tumbling down. And it might tear us apart in here at first, but that's okay. Because sometimes we have to be torn apart right here to be built back up by the living Lord. Whose kingdom do we live in? Jesus Christ. Not ours, but his. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today that we live in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and that the walls that you have put in my life have been torn apart. I'm glad you didn't put them there. I'm glad that you walked with me and helped me tear them down. And I pray this for all the others that hear my voice today, that if there are still walls that have been erected around their hearts, that they may be torn down today. And if it's a wall that holds them from knowing that you are the Christ, that you have come from every, come for everyone, that they, if they believe in you, that they shall not perish but have everlasting life, the abundant life of living into the Lord Jesus Christ. So on this week of Thanksgiving, Lord, we give thanks to you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <laughs>